Why don't you talk about it? Because I don't remember it. And I'm DJ. And this is Roses and Rejections, a podcast where we talk about all things Bachelor Nation. Speaking of all things Bachelor Nation, we have some news. (laughs) That's our new sound effect. Um, To what is not a surprise to us, because we've been saying this throughout this whole podcast, guess what, people? Clarendale broke up. Pour one out for Clarendale. I mean, we have been saying this since we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. That Clarendale were not going to last, that there was no way, because she didn't trust the process. She didn't do the process. Well, and not to mention that, like, this rarely works out for the people who wind up together, but I think it's it's especially an accelerant when you opt to, like, not, (laughs) as you said, go through the process and just pick a guy, and then, ah, we'll get engaged, and then just nothing. So, like, okay, so they broke up. Because there were some allegations that Dale was cheating on Claire. Yeah, I don't know if that's why they broke up. I mean, we don't know exactly why they broke up, right? So We have speculations. Yeah, so the the things that are being pointed to is that... So Dale lived in New York, or lives in New York, Mm -hmm. and Claire lives in California. So the bi-coastal thing, um, she couldn't get him to move west, and she doesn't want to move because she wants to spend time with her ailing mother... Right. Um, and it, there was like a trip where I don't want to go into all these details. You could like Google any of it from like E news or us weekly, but like they took a trip to see Dale's cousin and it didn't go great. And it just seemed like it was a shocker. Once you get all over the like beautiful mystique of being on the bachelor, it mm-hmm. falls apart. And like, I don't think Dale actually wanted to get married. No, of course not. I like, I can't speak to his intention, but it just, it really didn't seem like it. Right. And you know what it makes me think of the whole, he doesn't want to move to California and she's not going to move to New York because her mom. Yeah. Yeah. It, fe- it feels like that would have been something that the latest it would have been figured out was the um, fantasy suites, right? Or, uh, well, it, it could have been figured out during hometowns. Um, if you want to talk about yeah. the latest, it could have been figured out. I mean, yeah, I guess, but like, it makes me think of um, Tasha with oh goodness, your favorite guy, Ivan. Ivan. Yeah. Remember, they ended up breaking up because of religious differences that they just couldn't get past. Yeah. I feel like if this was something that they couldn't get past, that it would have been figured out if she trusted the process. Yeah. But she didn't, and then they jumped to an engagement. And here we are. To no surprise, I am not even a little surprised. Nah, me neither. I mean, that it happened this fast. Eh. No, like, I'm not. It... I'm literally uh. not surprised. I have no. Like we were like, oh, I someone linked us the article when it first came out, yeah, and it... we were like, oh, look at that. And it, that was like the most surprise. Hmm. Yeah, it first came out on the 19th. January 19th. January 19th, which was last, last week. Tuesday, yeah, last week, last Tuesday. And then, like, confirmed on the 21st, mm-hmm. um, a week ago from when we're, we're recording this. And, yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, well, no surprise. You know, we'll move on from them. We'll probably never hear from either of them again. Like, maybe they'll bring Claire back. But if I'm, like, Bachelor Production, I, I want to wipe my hands clean of Claire I don't, for the rest of time. I really don't see them. I don't know what they would bring Claire back for, except 
to be a guest star on someone else's season. That's what I mean. Like, oh, even in that context... You don't I, think they would even do that? No, you'd bring back Tasha. That's true. You'd bring I, back I think Tasha. from that season, like, canonically, it's, like, season 21, like, whatever that season number is, of The Bachelorette mm-hmm. was Tasha. 24, right? Isn't this the 25th season? Yeah, uh, I don't think the numbers go, like, quite back-to-back. Really? Yeah, because they're, like, season one of The Bachelorette was, like, the first oh, Bachelorette season. right, 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 right. So they don't, like, fully it's not track. Like... Okay. So, like, that's what I'm saying, where it's, Got like, it. I think that, like, whatever season that was of The Bachelorette, like, canon- canonically, they're like, yes, that was Tasha's season. Right. Like, that's how they want the history books to be written. Like, Claire, yeah. get her the f- out They're smart. Because yeah. why would you want to support someone who doesn't do what you want them to do? We And we've spoken about this, and I don't want to give too much more time to this, but we've spoken about how she didn't follow the rules and she just did whatever she wanted to do, and how the producers were probably like, okay, just get her out. Yeah. Like, sure, she wants to marry Dale, let's freaking do it and get her out and get someone new in here who will listen. Do you feel bad for her at all? No. Really? I would... No. I feel bad in the extent that they broke up and anyone who breaks up, that's hard, and it sucks. Yeah. But, like, she she literally brought this upon herself. She could have went through the process and found someone who maybe she clicked with better, but she was greedy, and she found this one guy who she found attractive, and she just jumped on it. Like, yeah. literally, like, jumped on it. Did not give anyone else a second chance, and I, I feel worse for the guys that she screwed over than I do for her. Fair. You so, feel like, bad for, like, Zach. Yeah, and, like, Easy, and, like, all those yeah. guys who, like, were just so good and genuine. Jason. Yeah, exactly. And, like, so, yes, I feel bad that she went through that, because, again, that just sucks in general. But she brought, like, I genuinely feel like she brought this upon herself. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, I think, and, again, I don't have to go into all the details, yeah. but it just seems like Dale sucks. Yep. Like, it seems like she just picked yeah. this shitty guy. Listen, I'll say it. He seems like he'd be a fuckboy. Yeah. Right? Like, he just does. Yeah, he just, he just seems like he sucks. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Sorry. that's about as much time as I want to give to that. So let's jump back into Matt James' season. Matt James. Okay. Last episode, Sarah left at yes. the end of the episode. Yes. We thought that this would be the episode where he cried, ugly cried. It was not. No, which means that the ugly cry is coming and that he wears that jacket again. Yes. And again, it's a jacket. So sure. I've seen two, maybe like three of his jackets so far. That he's just that one is just the most eye catching because it's red, so it's very easy. You know, to remember. like a lumberjack. Yeah, he's like lumber a, jacket. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got like a Paul Bunyan thing going on. So good to know that they reuse the outfits, and then <laughs> it's just funny because like I feel like one of the axioms of the Bachelor is that you could tell what's going on from the outfits. It's true. Like even last season with Tasha, like mm-hmm. we were able to kind of timeline the conversation with her dad. Yeah. Based on what she was wearing. Right. But again, that was done, it was done in, somewhere in California, right? Yeah, I, like, I get it. Like, the fact that it's Pennsylvania and the, yeah, it was like, cold. <laughs> outerwear is, is much more of a thing yes. when it could get down to, you know. And it was, like, fall. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, fall Pennsylvania. That's, like, gonna be cold. Yeah, you're getting down to, like, 30s and 20s at yeah, night. Yeah, so they're gonna wear jackets. So, yeah. and I, I, Which I, makes it harder for us. <laughs> yeah, and I get that there can be reused. It's just something I'm not used to. It's true. I'm very used to, um outfits being a real uh giveaway it's true for timelines and actions and previews and stuff like yeah. that yeah and that being said we have not seen them rewear their clothes yet it's just the jackets that we've seen well we haven't even seen doubles up yet but we will of jackets yeah i i can't recall oh i have this episode he wears um it's like a hoodie kind of jacket that he wears in the previous episode oh or one of the previous episodes because we're on episode four guys um but he he rewears this jacket 
He's gonna rewear his jackets. I don't eh, like. That's fine. He has like maybe three or four jackets. I don't know. Yeah, he might have several. On the orders of twelve, possibly. <laughs> so okay, so Sarah left. Left. Yeah, Sarah last left. Episode. Yep. All of the girls are sitting around because they are supposed to be going on a group date. Yeah, I I just wanted to say one thing. Matt takes it like fine. He seems upset. Right. But like he doesn't like, sob. It's if... yeah, and it's not like earth shattering. He's no. like, I'm disappointed, but you know, like he even says, like, this just means I will have, you know, more chances to meet other women. Right, but he he did also say he was upset because like sh- he knows that she opened up to him and he opened up to her and like that was hard for him. Yeah. Um and he was worried that like the same thing was going to happen with some of the other women who he was also close with. And like, so there was that concern. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So the girls in the resort, yeah, they're sitting around and a number of them are still talking shit. Um, mostly MJ and Victoria. Uh, and I do have to say from this episode, I, my stock in MJ has like plummeted. Yeah. I do not like her anymore as a person. Cause I think she's a bully. Yes. Like, (laughs) not as, not as outwardly as Victoria is, but like, MJ just seems like real bitchy. You know the difference is, it seems that Victoria says inflammatory things Mm -hmm. because she's like, I'm going to say something inflammatory to, you know, stir the pot, which isn't good, right? Like, just because you know what mean thing to say, but you might not mean it, like, still isn't good. That's like a bad thing. Right. And I do not encourage that. However, the reason for, like, MJ, it seems so much worse is because it seems like um, MJ is just being outwardly mean. Yeah. And it's, like, part of her core. Yeah. Like, like, it just seems like she's mean. Yeah, like, she's a mean person. Which is a little surprising, because in the beginning, she seemed very chill and, like, down to earth. And, and this episode, especially later in the episode, she really comes across, like, just, like, a mean person. Especially because nothing was done to her. Right, like, nothing like, has happened to her, and she's just mean. It's a little bit of a carryover from the last episode, where they're, I don't know if they're trying to play this arc with her, if they are, it's not working, where she's like, if it's hard, just get the F out, and well, let us what, who are here do our thing. That's what she said in this episode, as they're all sitting around, she's yeah. like, what, the minute things get hard, you leave? Relationships are hard. And I was like, no, she left because you bullied her, not because things were hard with Matt. That's true. Like... That that is not why she left. Like you guys are part of also, the problem here. She left because her dad, like, which is also not anything to do with the girls or yeah, Matt. They don't know that. Like right. Katie does mention the family thing, but like yeah. that that could be anything. Like, it could be literally anything. It could so be it's anything. like hard to to. Yeah. Again, people don't make don't be mean to people you don't know. <laughs> Their parents might have terminal illnesses. Be mean to people you do know. <laughs> Whose parents don't have terminal illnesses. <laughs> um. Okay. So the girls are talking shit, like, specifically MJ and Victoria, um, and Katie did the thing that last episode we said we wanted her to do. Yes. Katie jumped in and basically told them to stop, because there's no point in continuing to talk shit since Sarah wasn't there. Which makes sense. Why would you keep talking shit if the girl's not there? And then, so then Victoria got all mad, because she was like, I'll say whatever I want to say, and Katie was like, well, if you want to be toxic, that's fine. And Victoria's like, wow, Katie, literally just shut up. And I was like, oh, good comeback, Victoria. Real, like, clever right She's there. Like, I can't even right now. But, like, <laughs> literally. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about Victoria because there are times where Victoria does a thing and I'm like, that's hilarious. Yes. Do more of this. And then there's other times where I'm like, this sucks. And that's that's why I'm still going to maintain my position in that I think that – I don't think she's, like, a good person, but she might not be a bad person. Like, it's hard to tell on TV. But it feels like a lot of what she's doing is just trying to play around the um, – play around the edges, figure out what will get her more camera time and do those things. Possibly. Whereas I think some of them are just like... Like MJ. Like just mean. Like like literally mean. And again, I don't know. I can't make value judgments, but it sure seems like it. Right. Well, it's funny because I agree with you in that there are some things that Victoria does where I'm like, you're hysterical and like, I don't agree with half the stuff you say, but it's funny. And then there's other times where I'm like, well, that was just unnecessary. So... I'm going to jump to, so you know how when they do the dates, they cut away back to the house for whatever drama's happening at the yeah. house? I want to cut to that before I even get to the date, because it ties into what happened. So Victoria calls um, Katie over and wants to talk to her. Uh, she she told Katie that she didn't like how Katie confronted her, um, and she asked for an apology for being shut down when she wasn't done expressing herself. Katie was, Katie literally was like, I'm not going to give you an apology. And then was like, expressing yourself and being mean are two different things. And they didn't see eye to eye. And it was very clear. And the it was weird because we watched Victoria talk to Katie the same way that she talked to Marilyn and to Sarah, where she like tried yeah. to shut them down. But Katie was like having none of it. Yeah, like she likes yeah, to, yeah. she was just like, she stood up to her. She's like, I'm not going to apologize to you. I'm not going to do any of this. And then Katie said to her, what's the point of this conversation? What are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah. To Victoria. And Victoria paused and said, I think it's rude the way you speak to me. And I laughed. I, I, I literally laughed because I was like, Victoria, you literally told her to shut up in the earlier scene. And, and here you are like, I think it's rude how you talk to me. I, I laughed. And that was a funny moment. Yeah. And I don't know. I can't tell if she's being genuine. Like, she genuinely thinks that Katie's being rude to her. I can't tell. But it was funny. I don't think a single thing we've seen of Victoria is genuine. I, man, I thought the group date where she was reading the erotica was pretty genuine. Sure. Well, yeah. Yeah I, I get, yeah, I get what you're saying. I guess my overall point is, again, I just think she's she's bouncing around from one yeah. scene to the next. Yeah. Just being like, okay, what's a, what's an 11 in this moment? Like, like Spinal Tap, like, what's an 11? I'm going to do that thing. And it's like, it's weird. I, I wish I had watched, because she was on Good Morning America, which they teased during the Bachelor episode. Yeah. And that's usually, like, kind of a, like, telltale sign for they're going to get eliminated. Home, yeah. Didn't happen. Uh, right, well, there were, I mean, spoiler, there was no rose, aside from the early rose ceremony, which was supposed to be from last episode, because we're still on group date two of last episode, yeah. so we have one rose ceremony, but then we have the whole rest of the episode, Yeah, and then and actually, next week's season should start with the rose ceremony? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, but, you know, I'm sorry, and I think that teaser was even after that rose ceremony, and we're like, oh, maybe there'll be another one, like a two-in-one, but there yeah. was not. Um, but, like, I wish I had seen that interview, because I would like to hear her talk as, like... Like normal? Yeah. Like, like how she would just speak to someone without <laughs> being, like, the Like, character? playing to the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, maybe, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, and we'll, we'll come back next week, um, depending we'll on to... what happens. She has to go home eventually. I mean, unless or she Or maybe wins. not, man. Maybe... <laughs> come on. Um, okay. Right. There was, um... 
So important thing to note, there was no actual group date from this portion. So it's weird. So there's like a lot of things going on at once. So there we have the um, women in the uh, house just like talking shit about Sarah. Right. In parallel, the um, it was like Matt kind of, I don't know, coping isn't the exact Sulking? accurate word. I don't know, like Dealing? processing. Yeah, yeah, processing. Like it was good. just processing Sarah's leaving. What What is another hypothetical parallel track in there but does not happen is the um, early morning, the, the the afternoon, whatever portion of the group date. Like that's what could be happening in that vacuum, but it's, but it's not, right? Right. So, and it's possible, it's hard because it's broken between two episodes, but it's possible that uh, while Sarah was visiting Matt, like maybe that's while that was going on. The group date? I'm, I'm saying that, like, that's what would have been in that spot. Like, we don't know exactly when Sarah, like, goes to Matt, or how long that takes. Like, that could have been a four-hour-long goodbye. We have... I assume it was a really long goodbye. I think so, too. That being said, we know that after the group date one, when all the girls, like, bullied Sarah, yeah. she left the next morning. We yeah. know that much. Yeah, and what I'm positing is that I think it's possible that while the girls are, like, talking about about Sarah, like, someone could have gone in and said, Sarah's gone, talk, discuss, or whatever, right. while Sarah is saying goodbye to Matt. Yes. And I'm saying those two things could be happening at the oh, same yeah, time. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. they were. In- instead of part uh, part one of group date two. Right. So then what that leaves us with is, like, um, a good on Matt, he doesn't cancel the group date, but we just, the, the girls who were on the group date, like, were read the card, and I don't even remember what the prompt was, because it was last episode, but, like, whatever. Um, they just have the, the evening portion of the group date. Right, the cocktail portion mm-hmm. of the group date. So, like, it's good because at least the women on the group date got that. Got time with him. Yeah, right. and, all, and pretty much all of the one-on-one time comes from that portion of the date anyway. So you could argue yeah, it's like yeah. the mo- the more valuable. Po- it depends on the date, but you know right. it, it's 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 a bit uh, like whatever. It's 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 a very valuable part of the date, and you don't have the first one. We'll never know what it was, right? Uh, Maybe they'll yeah. recycle it and throw it in a later. <laughs> I know, right? They can now use it for yeah. Why not? But but yeah. So we're at evening portion of the group date, and the only portion of the group date, right? So I don't have a ton written about this because not a lot happens. It's very shallow. Um, Let's get the cutaways to the thing that you mentioned between yeah. <laughs> Katie and Victoria. <laughs> Which was like, such gold. That's how they had to fill time because again, very little well, happens. it was just, Matt had time with the girls, like each girl, and like sometimes you get really good sweet juicy intel from that and sometimes you don't and this was one times we didn't. Yeah, I would argue that there's like no one incredibly interesting is on this date. Well, it's not... I would disagree with that. Okay. But I don't think any incredibly interesting conversations happen. All right, that's fair. Because on this date, we had some of our family. Like, we had Abigail, we had Maggie, we had Chelsea, we had Rachel. There was a lot of girls on this date who we like. Just the conversations were, like, kind of, uh, like, a little bit more normalized. Which is fine, because, like, Matt was going through a lot, so maybe no one wanted to throw anything too crazy at him right then. But the... So Chelsea was with him, and this is really the only one worth talking about, and she brought a photo of herself and her mom, and it's when she had hair. So for those of you, if as a reminder, Chelsea is the model who is has a shaved head. Yeah. In this photo, she had hair, and she was with her mom, and she spoke about how she grew up chemically straightening her hair, but she went to school with, like, a ton of white people, and yeah. to her, to have, like that, like, normalized hair was, like, sort of a 
a big deal. Yeah, like the Western European right. style hair is like quote unquote normalized in America for right. women. Yes. So she talked about how cutting her hair felt like a really freeing experience for her and like how that was a big deal. So, and then Matt was talking about how he thought she looked good either way, which was nice. And I have to read you this line that I took down that Matt said to her. Um, so he was telling her how, how nice, how like good he thinks she looks. And then he said, first time you got out of the limo, I was like, damn, you had that Bam Bam dress on for me. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Is that- I think it's just like a, you had that sexy dress on or like the, I have no idea. Yeah, so, like, a couple things run through my head. One, I'm like, this just might not be lingo I'm aware of. Same. It's possible. Although, like, that's our age, so, like, I don't... But it could be a cultural thing. Yeah, I guess. Um, For some reason, I'm like, does he mean, like, Bam Bam from, like, the Flintstones? I highly doubt that. Yeah, I know, right? Well, if she was wearing, like, some kind of, like, leopard pattern, like... Yeah, but she wasn't. She was just wearing that black dress. The... Well, it was, like, the one piece of fabric... Yeah, that was, like, uh, wrapped around her a ton... Yeah, but Stunning. not like a mummy. Like no, right. you said strategically. Yes, it was. It was placed okay. over her to cover her, sent to her appropriately. But it still like was like, well, that's just pieces of fabric. It, go back and look it up because like it's definitely worth seeing if you don't remember what her dress looked like. Yeah. That being said, he called it a bam bam dress. They both laughed. I thought it was funny. I have no idea what a bam bam dress is. I don't know if he was just trying to be like, like cheeky. Or like Yeah, or <laughs> I'm like, is that like a sex thing? Listeners, tweet at Zippy by Day uh, on Twitter to let me know what a bam bam dress yeah, is. Yeah, if, if it's any just gotta be a hot dress. Yeah, like like a sexy dress. And it was. Um that being said, she got the group date rose. Uh and that was everything we got the group date. So So not a ton has happened. Sarah left, Chelsea got the group date rose, cocktail party. This is where shit goes down. So we spoke about last episode, they teased that they were having five new girls come in during the cocktail party. Yep. So we got that. We got those five new girls coming in. Um, But before that happens, Victoria basically like cried to Matt because she said that she's used to knowing that a guy's interested in her. And I guess she's not getting that from him. Shocker. Because he's not interested in her. Um But she was cut off by Chris Harrison, who wanted to, you know, introduce the new girls. Um, So let's talk about some of the new girls, because... So I rewatched this portion. Yeah. Like, this whole portion. Because we've been speaking about how it comes across that one of the new girls seems like the new villain. And I disagree, after rewatching it. We watched it the first time. The first girl who comes in is that girl. Her name is Brittany. She was wearing this yeah. black dress, which I'll get more into in the fashion corner. Her name is Brittany. She was wearing a black dress that we'll get more into in the fashion corner. But she comes out of the limo. She walks up to Matt. They exchange pleasantries. And then she says she wants to make up for lost time and then just starts making out with him. Yeah. And so it's interesting how this was framed because, yeah, like you said, Chris Harrison um, steals Matt away, takes him to the front of the mansion mm-hmm. with like the stairs leading up and... Same deal as last time. And the way he frames it as, we had so many, we had such interest in women meeting you, we couldn't fit them all in one go, so here's some more. Now, Expansion pass. Now DLC. I have, okay, I do have to say that I, I looked up an article on the new girls, and it said that again, 
Like, it said that there was just, like, the reason that they brought on the five new girls is just because there was, like, an overwhelming response of people who wanted to try out for Matt James' season that they just decided to bring. Like, there was no other reason that they wanted to bring in extra people. Like, it wasn't like when Tasha took over Claire's spot and they brought in some new people because... Claire had already eliminated so many people. Yeah. Like, that, That like, kind of made sense logically. This was more like a, we just had a ton of people, so we wanted to bring these people in later. I don't like it for a couple reasons. Okay. I don't like it because, I mean, one, selfishly, it messes up the prediction game. Like, yeah. you're supposed to set those predictions early, and if he goes with, like, one of these other women, it's like, oh, man, like, that's, that's crazy. Um... I don't like it because I don't think it's fair and I'm about fairness and this is a competition and like whatever. I get the gimmick sort of thing, but that's just like a personal thing. Um, I have like one interesting theory. Uh, I'll, I'll have no way to prove this, but if it turns out that he picks one of these new women like to win, do you think Matt goes to them and he's like, um, like the producers and goes, I'm not feeling it with any of these girls like do you have more who you could bring and they're like it's crazy that you mentioned that um i want to say yes but well we've already talked about how we don't think matt is a good actor and we've seen him speaking with a number of the girls that are within let's say round one or like um group one yeah the original the ogs We've seen him have great conversation with a lot of those girls, which is why I don't think that he would go to the producers and say, like, I'm not feeling it with any of these people. Plus, the the new girls, the new group, would have to, they had to quarantine for a bit. So it's yeah. not like they were able to just pull them in out of nowhere, right? Um, anyway, so, so let's talk about these girls. In particular, Brittany, because we thought she was going to be a villain... And I disagree. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you. So, and they really tried to make it look like she might be a villain because they gave her, like, that edit during the trailer, like, oh, a new mean girl's coming in. But, like, I watched, really doesn't come across that way. I, I think that they did things to, it's weird, I think they did things, they being the producers, did things to plant the seeds of her being a villain, but I don't think that she has that in her. Like, I, I'm willing to bet one of them said, hey, why don't you, like, make out with matt and be like i'll make out with last time really yeah i disagree i think that she just i think she might have thought that that would have been a clever thing to do because she is coming in late and like i don't want to give every time one of the girls expresses themselves to be like a producer told them to do that like i don't think that's fair and all she did was make out with them it's not like she did anything crazy well it's that so she does that all the Mm -hmm. women see it Mm because they're looking like from the castle window they're like looking down like they're all faces pressed up against the glass and then so that right and then she comes in and she's like hey we're some new girls blah blah blah. and i forget what one of them says but she quips back well i guess they saved the best for last and that's such like a villain thing okay she was wearing black (laughs) Okay, well, if you remember, uh, the way that that went down is that Brittany walked in, she said, hey, and she introduced herself and mentioned that there were other girls. Yeah, yeah, um, Victoria jumped on her and called her backup, said, what are you, the oh, backup? Yeah. You had to quarantine? And that's why Brittany responded with, 
I guess they just saved the best for less. I don't think she would have said that if Victoria didn't lash out at her. So you think it was like an, an yeah. antagonistic thing? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I truly believe that because she came in, she genuinely seems like she's just a nice, not like overly nice, like, she, I don't get a, a Marilyn or a Sarah vibe from her where she's like just this, or like Serena P. P. Yeah. I don't get this like really overly nice person. Like she seems like the kind of person who will clap back at you if you like say something rude to her. Yeah. But she seems like she would just be like, like a Katie. Like she's nice, but like she'll clap back at you kind yeah. of thing. So, so that, I think that she was antagonized by Victoria. Okay. When Victoria said, uh, what do you back up? They saved backup. You had to quarantine. Uh, and then she didn't brag about her entrance to the other girls. Victoria literally said, oh, so what was your entrance? And that could have been prompted by a producer. Yeah, that might have been but a prompt. either way, Victoria asked, and so she said it. It's not like she walked in the room and said, I made out with Matt. Oh, yeah, and I was just saying that, like, they all saw it, right? Oh, yeah. It, you know, it's right. a little bit like a show, but... But, like, they... That was up to... Like, they chose to watch, yeah. like... <laughs> Um, it's like a, during the limo entrances when some of the girls decide to stand there and watch the other girls come in. Yeah, from the, it's like that's your choice. I have to say, um, I don't think anything has like personally offended Victoria more than like more women coming. Oh like, my god, she just felt attacked yeah. by the idea that five more women came. Well, remember what happened with Catalina? Yeah, this. So is, okay, I found this so funny. Five new women. I'm just gonna list them off now because the only other interesting one to talk about is Catalina. So Brittany was the first one who had that uh, clap back at Victoria. Then there was Michelle, Ryan, Kimberly, and Catalina. Catalina uh, came in. She came out of the limo. She has a sash and a tiara because she was Miss Puerto Rico Universe. Yeah, which is like crazy because Mari is also from Puerto Rico yeah. and a pageant queen, but like she she didn't do like as well. Yeah. So it's like crazy that you would have someone who's also who, well, a pageantry. Puerto Rico. But better, right? Because yeah. she, like, won? Yeah, it's So true. it's, like, it's, a, like, a weird, like, yeah. upgrade. I'm like, oh, God. I was like, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, but they didn't, they didn't address that. Yeah. It's important to note that that was not addressed in the show and that we only know that Mari was a pageant queen from the intro that Chris Harrison did before the season started. Yeah, if that ever becomes a feud, I'll lose my shit. Because, <laughs> no, that, that would just be, like, mean. Like, they right. better never become a feud. And just be, like, weird background information yeah. that never comes up on the show. Right. Well, so, okay, so Catalina, tiara. Yeah. Beautiful tiara, by the it's way. Not, nice. not, like, one of those, like, Claire's cheap-looking plastic tiaras. Like, it was, like, it's it might be... what you would wear. So... No, I think it's what she won. Yeah, probably. So it's this stunning tiara and the sash, and she walks in, and Victoria calls her over and takes the tiara off of her Well, head. and what does she say to her? She says, like... I'm the queen, so I deserve a crown. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my god. Like, I think in the background you literally hear someone say, oh my god, Victoria. Yeah. Like, and like, she, it's weird, because first she asks Catalina for it. She's like, can I have your crown? And Catalina's like, no. And yeah. Victoria's like, okay. And just like, takes, takes it, it from her head and puts it on. Now, I don't know anything about how much pageant tiaras cost. But like, that's like a thing 
where I don't know what's keeping Catalina from strangling yeah. the life from Victoria. Yeah. Because, like you said, it's probably not a costume prop. No. Like, no. what? You can tell it's not a costume. Like, you can just look at it and see that this is a very expensive accessory that she is wearing right and now. And that, like, she won. It's kind of like a trophy. It's a huge trophy. What if, like, Victoria drops it? Like, it is crazy to me that it wasn't just, like, Catalina pulled, like, a gun from just under Honestly, her dresses. Like, give that back to me or I'll murder you. Honestly, same. I was extremely surprised at how, like, reserved Catalina was. And I don't know if it's because she didn't want to start shit in case Victoria was close with Matt and, like, whatever. But she was very restrained. And I give her props for that. Because I don't know what I would do. Because she snatched it off her head. And put it on. And put it on. Which also huge disrespect. Yeah, that's like, messed up. So she took, it off, she took it off Catalina's head, put it on herself. Someone had to convince her to take it off because... Earlier in the episode, she compared herself to Elsa, yeah. and they were like, Elsa doesn't wear a crown. Like, and so she uh, decided to not wear it. It's how you would convince, like, a 13-year-old out of some, it's like, how weird... It's convince back- a three-year-old <laughs> not to wear it. Just some weird backwards logic. And, yeah. And I, I gotta say... And she too, doesn't give it back to her. She puts it down on the table. Yeah. And it's like one of those things, too, where it's like, you know, like... If that happened to you, you might be like, oh, man, there's something you should go to jail for. And this might just be one of the things that we're like, oh, I guess I'm going to jail. Yeah. I guess I murdered someone. But, you know, yeah. I, I was ready for this outcome. Yeah, I feel that. And also, I gotta say, so this is like a moment of honesty. In the moment, like you're watching this and it's such garbage television. But like if you're into this, you're like, this is so great. Like, this is so funny. But it's it's one of those things on further eleva- uh, evaluation. You're like, oh, that's horrible. Like, it, it, like, sucks that Catalina had to go through oh, that no. on, like, Even a human... watching it the first time, I was like, oh, my God. I like, loved I, it. <laughs> no, but, like, it's weird. Like, I was able to, like, it was that moment where I was very surprised that, like, she handled it as well as she did. But I, I don't know. It, like, made me uncomfortable. It had that moment of uncomfortableness where I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Not like a, ah, yes, juicy yumminess it was like oh god that's uncomfortable i can't believe she did that i was in juicy numminess category <laughs> and i i that's i've shifted to uncomfortable like i just feel really bad for catalina because like if you think about it that's a nightmare yeah oh yeah especially your first night in like your first few minutes or like even hours we'll say because we don't know how long but that's crazy i don't know how you cast for this show like i i couldn't even imagine what's involved but like it's except on Bip, which is a which is a weird nightmare madness mm-hmm. thing. You rarely hear stories of like things like like bad things happening on The Bachelor, like serious fights yeah, or yeah. like any kind of like weird like sexual things. Like it's happened, but it's not the norm. Right. Again, Bip is like a its own thing. But like they must cast people who where if you were to poke them with like a little cow prod, they would just be like, oh, that stings. <laughs> Not like people who would just like get up and punch you for poking them with a cattle prod. Well, you know, what's interesting is I think that there's a nice mixture of some of the people who are like, oh no. And then other people who are like, I'll kill you. But they can't get the I'll kill you people because if those people are, you'd have like a, a horrible situation. I think that the ratio is much lower. <laughs> like, I think that they have, or I should say hi, there's much less people who are willing to like fight someone versus the people who are not and usually the people who are willing to fight someone go home early um anyway so yeah catalina handled that super well and i'm very proud of her um all of the only one of the new women ended up going home during the rose ceremony and we'll get through the rose ceremony but i can say from the get-go i have good feelings about Brittany and i have good feelings about michelle cool and we'll get to that because she um 
well, the other thing that uh, the girls, the OG girls, were starting to complain because the new girls were getting time that should have been quote-unquote theirs. So that was, like, that's... They're starting to, like, build this separator between them where they're like, we're the OG girls and we're going to band together to be mad at these new people. Weird theory. Hmm. There's another one. Do you think that maybe someone on the production side of The Bachelor loved that narrative so much from Tasha's season? Because it's the exact same thing. There's pretty much no difference between like the old regime and the new regime. The only difference you can make is like the the old regime on Tasha season bonded more over having to go through the Claire situation, right? And now we're just dealing more with there is a new and there is an old, and that's it, right? But outside of that, it, it is new versus old, like on a very high level narrative. Yeah. Did they love that so much that they're like, yeah, take two, let's do it again? I don't know, because again, I'm not sure if it's just because they literally had so many contestants apply to be on the show. Who's to say? Can't you do 36 on night one? Like, I don't know. I guess they could have. They're building up to it. It would have been a huge jump if they started with 36, but... Can I give you a hot take? So I agree with, like, out of the new women, Brittany and Michelle probably get the top marks. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say that none of these new women make Final Four. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll stick my flag there right now. I think Michelle could make top four. All right. Uh, And we'll go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, it turns out, okay, wait, Rose Ceremony, let's just jump through this. Uh, Kayla, Kylie, and Kimberly got sent home. <laughs> okay, uh, Kayla, what the hell, Matt? Like, it's just, it's, mm, I, I get it. I have I, very strong opinions about this. Okay, so I just want to say this. Go Kayla ahead. was the girl from North Carolina yep. who did the pickup truck night one and had that quote-unquote hometown connection. I just feel personally slighted because the women who I'm backing and rooting for and picking in my brackets and said who would go far, et cetera, et cetera, are being sent home early. So this is a me issue. That is a you issue. Kayla Kayla was relying on the fact that they came from the same place to make it far. I didn't see a lot of effort from Kayla. How many alone times did you see with her? How much did you see her talk to him? Not a lot. So I really think that she was heavily relying on the fact that they both came from North Carolina. Yeah. Like, and that just wasn't enough to, like, pull her through, you know? So I'm not surprised. I am I'm not surprised that Kylie went home. Me neither. And I have to say, I have a weird thing about that. That's not weird. But so she came up with lingerie night one. Yep. Maybe it's bad to do that because you've left nothing to the imagination. I mean, yes. Well, all right. <laughs> that That's very... Yeah, it's like sometimes, sometimes less is more. S- yeah. Sometimes more clothes is better. <laughs> I mean, look, we see women who come in in suits of armor and in uh, dolphin suits. Uh, you know, <laughs> make it to like week three. So well, cover the, up, put on a winter coat. Yeah. Um, and then Kimberly got some home. We bare Kimberly. We barely knew ye, and by that I mean we did not know you Dude, at all. I have nothing to say except I, I She seemed nice. He just didn't seem into her. So okay, I'm not an expert on this quote unquote situation. I've only read about it and I have friends who talk about it, but from what I understand, historically there has not been a lot of Asian representation in this franchise. It is yeah. it has been it has been lacking. Yeah. So it's it's no one's fault, but I, what I'm about to say, the the fault of there not being enough Asian representation, that's absolutely someone's fault. They should fix that. 
Um, but this part is no one's fault. They, they, they bring Kimberly on, who is Asian, and she gets sent home immediately. And it's, like, not a great look. But, I mean, like, <sighs> the, you can't... He can't carry her forward yeah. and send someone else home who he has a better connection with just because he they need to represent, like... Maybe they need to get no, other, like, Asian people on the show. That, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it is not anyone's fault that Kimberly got sent home. The larger problem should probably be fixed. It's just, like, this is a microcosm of a problem that you just get to blow up and say, yeah. oh, this looks bad. Yeah, well, I mean, we only just got our first black male bachelor, so it might take some time. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's something that should probably, there's a lot of things that should be fixed with the show. Um, that's on yeah. the list. They're slowly crossing off one by one. Very but, um, slowly. It just it's just something that like it really felt stark to me, like seeing it. I'm like, oh that sucks. Um yeah, I mean, I get it. I he didn't have a connection with her, like whatever. Yeah. Um okay. Are you gonna fashion corner her outfit, by the way? No. Because I did find fine. it interesting. Well, can we talk about it? It was it just then? a floral dress. No, but it was like it was almost like Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Um <laughs> wow, look at that. It it was like almost like a like a bikini top. Yeah. Like it was cut the whole middle was cut out. Yep. So so like imagine a bikini top with off the shoulder and it was floral and then and it connected in the back. Mhm. And then it was like skirt yeah. to a gown. So it was just like her whole stomach was being shown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was a grass skirt away from being one of those women with, like, the fruit on their head doing, like, the <laughs> island, like, hula thing. Well, like, you just combined, uh, like, like, flamenco dancers and hula dancers. I, whatever. I, just, cancel me, whatever. But, like, you get what I'm saying, right? Yes. It's like, it had a very island, it, tropical feel to it. It definitely had a tropical feel to it. Which was not... I'm going to say it it was not in season because we are in fall and we are in Pennsylvania and y'all need to be wearing some fall colors here. She was wearing a bib outfit. It was a bit. She was trying out for BIP. This was it. She was trying. This happens. There are people who get sent home night one who get called back for BIP. That's true. Um, Grocery Joe was a night one sent home who got uh, who had a pretty deep BIP run actually. Yeah, it's true. Um, Right. I forgot about that. Otherwise, I would have put it in fashion corner. We'll get to fashion corner. It's big. It's a big corner. It's more like fashion room. That couldn't make the cut. The, the, there, the Listen, the I have shot. to pick what I think is worth talking about. There's so many. Um, it's not like Tasha's season where it's like, Tasha wore this really yeah. nice thing. Um, okay. So that was the rose ceremony. And you know, it was weird. One of the new girls, and I can't remember exactly which one. I think it might have been Catalina. Gave the toast during after the yeah. rose ceremony, which I thought was weird. Like, that she gave the toast and she's brand new? I don't know how they make that decision. I, I, I believe, and I believe this is confirmed, I believe production picks oh. who makes the toast. Like, okay. I'm pretty sure someone shouts, uh, Stacy, yeah. make the toast. Or else they would all just be like, ah, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I, I believe that is chosen. Right. Okay, so Catalina made it this time. Yeah. Uh, and it was nice, but it, I was just surprised because, like, they're new. Um, okay. Next day. Yep. Ben Higgins is here, guys. Remember Ben Higgins? Remember Ben Higgins, whose Bachelor season is five years ago. Oof. See, it's this weird thing where, like, you keep seeing, um, like, like these people, and you're like, oh, yeah, Ben Higgins, Ben Higgins, Ben Higgins. But the more you get removed, you forget how, quote-unquote, like, 
not that they are old, but like their season was old. Um, for those who don't know or remember, Ben Higgins made the critical mistake of telling two women he was in love with them, mm. which was a bad look, and he got, like, railroaded by the internet, because, yeah. like, <laughs> I have to imagine that when you're doing things, you don't imagine how they will play on TV. Yeah. Like, no one does that. No one, except for TV stars, probably live their life seeing how it would play on TV. But telling two women you love them plays awful on TV. But I also, I wonder if it's different now, because did Tasha tell multiple guys that she no. loved no no she just said like she's falling in love yeah with they mm. see everyone does like the clever falling but he said i am in love with you ah. to two women yeah can't do that which again also did not do well for his long-term relationship because imagine watching this with your fiance yeah, no it's like another woman that you loved her no no um. anyway he's back so he's back. He talks to Matt James about like how the new girls come in and blah blah blah. Nothing interesting. It well, I found one part hilarious where um, so talking about shared experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Matt goes, um, so Ben, new women were brought in last night, and Ben is like, uh huh, and he's like, I just want to know, like, as a previous bachelor, you know, I don't know how to deal with this, and I'm thinking Ben doesn't know. Ben didn't have to deal with that. Right. You're the first guy, because I mean, like. T- Tasha met everyone at once. Yeah, it's true. Even versus the old news. So you truly are like, I mean, again, I don't know. I don't have a full bachelor chronology in my head. Right. Like maybe it was done 15 years ago and I just don't know. But in recent history, you're the only one. And Ben just gives this like random platitude of, I think you just got to stick with your heart and figure out the way to go and do your best. Like, it, it, give, and, like give everyone a fair shot. It was mm. such like yeah, it was nonsense it was, language. It was like nothing it was like a nothing response um i'm sure ben was happy to be there yeah i'm sure sure well he he led the other he led the group date with matt and you know what i'm thinking or realizing has matt led any date by himself because i don't think so no he hasn't right Um, aside from the one-on-ones it seems like matt has been like handheld through all of the group dates this tracks a lot though because he probably needs the help yeah and i'm actually fine with it i think the more load you take off of the lead the better same it's like bachelor um not nation bachelor production people you have a deep bench of people you could just like pick out of a hat who will come becca kufrin ben higgins i'm sure nick vial would come if, if you asked him to um, Rachel, like all these people who will just come immediately. Yeah. Tasha now, you got her to the roster. That's true. Um, but she's too fresh. You, right, it needs like, to be people who are like a few, yeah. a few seasons ago. But you see my point, right? Like yeah. they have like mm-hmm. a deep bunch of people to go to. And like Ben Higgins, like people generally liked, I don't think a lot of people still harbor any ill will toward Ben Higgins. But... Oh, if you do, you need to get over it. Like <sighs> yes, it's been so it's long. Been five ago. years. There's been too much more drama between then and now to like still harbor resentment against Ben Higgins. Especially there's people who we will never see again, like Peter, right? Like we'll never, Ari, we'll like never see those people again, probably Colton. So like, it's good to like... And even Claire, like there are some people who they're just not going to bring back because it's like, you made a mockery of this. (laughs) Yeah. So you have to like focus on like the good people who Mm -hmm. make this franchise better. Um, But I think that allowing like these people who are like quote unquote experienced and able to kind Mm -hmm. of like lead these group dates are good. I will say... I, I, I do like when they're able to bring on people who the lead knows. Mm. Like, who am I, one of my favorite, um, I think it was during Becca's season, they brought Corinne back to do, like, recon on the guys. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that like, was good. The And even that. during Tasha's season, they brought back Becca. Yeah, and... At, at, um, oh, gosh. Was it Demi? No. It was Becca and... 
Oh, oh Sydney, 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 yes, Sydney. Sydney. Mm-hmm. They brought back in Sydney back, and like it's nice to see that like they get mm-hmm. to connect and kind of like right. play around with like the guys and girls. I like that. They can't do that for Matt unless well, they, they brought will. back Tyler, and they will. They for sure are going to bring him back later in the. Wait, season. you think they're going to bring back Tyler? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. are you going to like bet like absolutely yeah. really? Yeah, bet the farm. Whoa, this is like I think this is like n- not news, but it's like a bold claim. <gasps> what I mean, like. So, it's been known since the beginning that Matt, James, and Tyler are friends, close, like... Roommates. They're, roommates. like, they're really yeah. close friends. Yeah. So, like, and Tyler was a huge Bachelor Nation face. Like, the yeah. Bachelor Nation universe loved Tyler and was actually mad at Hannah for not picking him yeah. <laughs> and picking Jed. Mm, mm. That was the worst mistake. And I think oh. she realized that was a mistake. Speaking of people we also will never see again. Oh, we're never going to see. List. Oh, Hannah. Yeah. But also Jed. Well, that... Duh. Right. But, okay, so... Um... I for sure think they're gonna bring him back. Wow. I for sure, I, but I think it's gonna be later in the season, okay. like because we know that they know each other, and he was such a face of Bachelor Nation. I really feel good that they're gonna bring him back. Mark that down on your bingo cards, because I think that's like a pretty interesting claim. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it, I think it'll happen. We shall see. Um. Okay. So anyway, the script date. It was a fun like fall relay race thing with um the girls, basically. They had to row across a lake in a hollowed out huge pumpkin, which floats. <laughs> um, There's something going on there. Like, I get that they're buoyant, but, like, a lot changes when you put a full-grown person yeah, in there. right? Something's going on. Now, now, these girls probably weigh 100 pounds soaking wet, but, like, still... <laughs> but still, like... And these were ginormous... I can't emphasize how... Like, these are, like, country fair pumpkins, like, huge, ginormous... County fair pumpkins? Um, uh, yeah, there you that go. That are, like ginormous hollowed out pumpkins that they could easily fit into. You're right. It seems odd. I don't know. Maybe there was like styrofoam or something on the bottom of them. Someone's going to send me like a YouTube video about like fluid dynamics and buoyancy (laughs) for like a reason that it does work. Like, you know, the whole like egg and tractor or whatever. Right. Um, But, um, yeah. So, so they had to row across the lake in a giant hollowed out pumpkin, dress as a squirrel, find their acorns. So they had like big stuffed acorns that had their names on it. Yeah. That was hidden within a pile of leaves. And then they had to walk across a balance beam, and then it was a foot race to the end. Yep. Now, I always enjoy these kind of relay races. I definitely enjoy it more than the fighting events. So, like, I'll take a relay race any day over the, like, like MMA versus each other. Yeah, the, the double dare style, like, physical challenges, obstacle courses yeah. are more fun because... They're fun to watch. It's, it's usually minimal harm, yeah. and it's, like, they're so campy that it yeah. borders on ridiculous. Yeah, and sometimes you get really funny things out of it. Like, what happened to poor Maggie? <laughs> yeah, that was a Maggie, tragedy. So, the very first obstacle of this obstacle course was the pumpkin thing, where you sand a pumpkin and you had a, um, like, a paddle, like you do when you're canoeing, right? Canoe- kayaking, really. Kayaking. So it's that one, it's the long pole that has the two paddles on the ends and you have to sort of do like a, a figure eight motion yeah, or you like gotta, circular motion. The to, mistake she made is you got to get real deep in that water. Yeah. Like you got to like cut well, that water. We didn't, she just never finished that part of that obstacle or at least that's what they made it look like. It looked like she was stuck in the water the whole relay race. Listen, I'd have to look at a map. But I'm pretty sure Maggie's from a landlocked country. Yeah. I don't think this is her fault. No. But also, like, <laughs> if you've never kayaked before and you're, like, in a pumpkin as opposed to, like, a kayak, I imagine that's very hard to, like, learn how to do on the fly. But, yeah, it just, it was funny. And they they 
kept referencing. That was like the comic relief. And it was fun. Like, I enjoyed watching this date. I think it's important for the show that Matt keep around Maggie for a while. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what to do to make that happen. Um, I don't know. You want to talk about the stinger now or later? You can talk about it now. Okay. So, (laughs) this is insane. But, like, uh, so... I, when you get to the evening portion of this date, like all the women talk to Matt, shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the stinger, like the post, the, the credit scene is Maggie talking to Matt, mm-hmm. and what she tells Matt is something to the effect of like, "I like to dance," or no, yeah. I think dancing is like a great way of like, um, you know, know communicating or yeah. like whatever, right? <laughs> and what Matt says is, "Oh, like, would you like to dance yes. like together?" And she responds. No, I'd actually like to watch you dance. Yeah, which is... Which, as a response, it would make my head explode. I'm like, I don't understand what you mean. Yeah. Like, like per, I'm sorry, I just don't understand what but you mean. But he did it. He played along, and it was so good. He just danced to no music. It was oh all in his head. And, like, Maggie is so... Like, her emotions are so just, like distilled joy yeah. like shooting into my face like she's smiling yeah. and she's doing like a little claps and she's like she's like like doing like a little like like uh head nod like forward yeah. like she's like so excited she wants to like jump up out of her seat yeah and like it's just making her so happy and i'm like please please keep her around she i don't think she's any idea what's going on no. to be honest <laughs> Because there's, like, culture barriers, and there might yeah. be language, because this is her second, English is her second language, yeah. and I don't think she, like, might not know <laughs> what's going on. Like, I'm not saying this is, like, full-on, like, coming to America, but, like, she is, like, an immigrant, right. and, like, she emigrated when she was an adult, so, like, I'm sure there's, like, a cultural barrier going on there, and now you're putting her in a reality show, which mm-hmm. makes no sense, but, like, just please, please keep her on, because she's the best. Well, what does that say about the girls you already sent home? But they, he has a better connection with someone who has a cultural barrier. English is not their first language. And, like, he has not had a one-on-one with this person yet. And he still finds himself having a better connection with them than with all the people he sent home. I just think that if you're Matt, I, I think you have a great opportunity to learn from mm. someone like Maggie. Because, like, what we ha- what we haven't seen yet, and I really hope we do see this, like, like super seriously, I'm sure she has, like, an incredible story. Like, she won a, a visa lottery from her country yeah. to come to America. And I think she's nurse or pharmacist. Or she's in, like, the medical sector somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, she's going to school. And now she's on The Bachelor. Like, yeah. that's a... Like, I want like I want to hear that story. Yeah. Like, that is a story I want to hear. And I hope that there's a way that she can tell that story. Right. So, yeah, please let that well, happen. Like, don't mess this one up, Bachelor, please. I think regardless... Well, it's Matt, right? Like, it's not up to the Bachelor nation... Or it's not up to the producers or anyone who he sends They can give her a, a one-on-one with yeah. Matt. Yeah. I have no idea how those work. Like, I don't know if they pick it. It's a mixed bag. It. Yeah, so, like, who's to say? Um, That's about, like, what you were saying, like... Oh, I think we'll get her story regardless if, if she stays or not. I'm sure we'll hear from her through E! News or some other tabloidish platform that will reach out and try to get more about her. Or maybe she'll make it far and we'll get the one-on-one where we get to actually, or, like, hear from her. Like, one of these Bachelor podcasts that are you know, have connects that we don't like have her on interviewer. Like I'm sure she'd be like a really good Maggie. If you're listening, (laughs) come on, we will interview you. Uh, like dead serious. I would love to talk to you. (laughs) Make it happen. (laughs) So it was fun to, it was fun to watch her in the pumpkin. It was fun to watch her 
have um that that credit scene that they don't show during the actual episode yeah um two things to note from the actual episode is that uh Brittany was on all of the new women except for michelle were on this group date yes and Brittany is right now i think the most targeted new girl in the show and Apparently, Anna found her acorn during the leaf pile search and hid her acorn. I don't know how, but she hid it. And later in the episode, uh, or later where they're doing that relay, Brittany was like, I could not find my acorn for the life of me. And I was like, wow, Anna. Like, So, like, I, I want... I, I would be curious on how that happened, because if she just found it and buried it mad deep in the leaves, yeah. I'm like, all right, gamesmanship. If she took it and chucked it into the woods, that's messed up. Well, I mean, I don't think she could have... I don't know how else she could have hit it aside from stuffing it in her squirrel suit. Yeah, or did she pocket it? Yeah, that's right. another option. Which, if she cheated, that's messed up, Anna. If not, eh, how do you play? Good yeah. gamesmanship. Eh. Um, and then this this episode. Um, oh, also Mar- Mari won the relay race. I think it's worth noting. Yeah, you go, Mari. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting that no Matt- prize. By the way, she's in like, oh, she gets the acorn. She gets, like, the golden acorn yeah, or whatever. Right. <laughs> they must have went to some novelty trophy store and got, like, a golden acorn and Mari or got made it. made it and, like, spray painted yeah, it or whatever. Yeah, but add that to your collection, Mari. Yeah. You didn't win the top Miss Puerto Rico, but here's your stupid golden acorn. Because <laughs> um, I'm like, what's their prize? I'm like, yeah, the freaking trophy. Um, I have to mention, so during the cocktail portion, that Mari thing happened. We didn't see it during that thing. Nothing really dramatic the happened. The Maggie thing. The Maggie. Sorry, yeah. not Mari. Maggie. One of the things that happened is that during the cocktail party portion of the state, uh, Brittany interrupted Anna's time with Matt on this date. Now, Anna seems like she's slowly losing it within this episode. A little bit. We have a lot to say about Anna, and we'll say it well, after we'll, this we'll, one. We'll get there. But, uh, so Brittany interrupts her time and she, I think that that was the moment where she was like, she lost it. She's been sort of one of the biggest supporters of like making sure that there is separation between the original girls and the new girls. Um, and she's just like pissed off. And it's during this date that she starts spreading the rumor that apparently Brittany and Anna are from the same. They're from Chicago. They're both from Chicago. And uh, Anna's in the Chicago club scene. Yes. And uh, vis-a-vis, she knows... She claims <sighs> that Brittany is an escort. Yeah, for, like, like a call girl. Like a call girl for, for, like, wealthy men. That's the rumor that she starts spreading around the house. Which is... All right, there, there's a lot of things going on here. So, it's weird, like... Like, I know, I agree that Brittany's not, like, a villain... But it's just like there's like little things. Like she interrupts Anna, and like usually the people who interrupt are, you know, they're on the villain spectrum. I would say, yeah. like if like if, if being a villain's like you know, it's not binary, it's a spectrum. Uh, but you know, so it's like tilting eh, a little bit. But anyway, um, so yeah, Anna spreads this rumor, which as far as we know is baseless. She doesn't have any proof. It's like, if it were in a court, it would literally be hearsay, mm-hmm. which gets thrown out. Now, we're not in a court. We're on reality TV, so I get it. What I feel weird about this, because if it's a made-up rumor and, like, that's bad, that's not something you want to portray about a person because it yeah. has certain implications for it. However, 
if it's true, it is also bad because it's kind of a form of slut shaming, which is not good. Like, let's say she is an escort. Let's say she is a call girl. It if it's being done legally, which like we could talk about like how that works. We don't because, have to. <laughs> fine, we won't talk about how that works. But let's just say it's not illegal. Like everything she's doing mm-hmm. is legal and it's consensual, and she's not being harmed, then, like, you're slut-shaming, and, like, why Why are you doing that? Yeah. Well, okay. I, personally, I feel like it is hearsay. Most, well, it's definitely that. Mostly because if this was something that she thought was really happening, if this was something that she really saw and knew was a fact was really happening, she wouldn't just tell the other girls. She would go to Matt. She would tell Matt. Or confront her and be or like, hey. Her. We've seen that before. We've seen contestants confront other contestants about, like, their their reasons for being there. Give me names and dates. Right. So, like, I don't, I don't think that there's any truth to it, of course. I think that it's just trying mm-hmm. to spread a rumor. You know what's funny? I don't know that I think that she is. Which, which she? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think that Anna is slut-shaming as much as she's just trying to spread a rumor that could be portrayed as negative. Because she doesn't think about it. She doesn't say anything like, ne- she goes, I think she could be an escort. I think she could be doing this thing. And if she is, maybe that's something she's doing. But she doesn't say, she's such a whore for doing this. She just says, I, I think this saying. is something she's doing. Now, there's one point where she talks to Victoria about it. And Victoria calls her a whore. And that's Victoria's slut-shaming. <laughs> Um, that's fair. So, like, Victoria says negative things because she might be an escort, in which case that is slut-shaming. Fair. That that, that is much more direct and bad, and no one should do that. Right. Slut-shaming is bad, people. Yeah, it's super bad. Um, To both genders. It's, like, it's not cool. Yeah. Um. Let people do what they want with their bodies. But, also, the scene with Anna talking to Victoria is where we... (sighs) Now, we've always said... Wow, Anna has such a big smile. Wow, she really, uh... <laughs> I don't know how to describe this accurately. I can describe it. She has big teeth. And the way that she... And it's not like... It's not like negative, because I've never noticed it before. But recently, she's been talking... And I'll say... I'll quote one of our friends. She's talking as if she's wearing crest white strips on her teeth. So, like, she's talking where she's showing her teeth, and her lips are not, like, touching her teeth. And she's just like talking like this. <laughs> like she, like she, she's like, she might be an escort. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we're laughing because we saw a really funny TikTok about it. But go um, for, for your pleasure, listeners, because I, I pulled it up because it's so good. Uh, find Rusty. I don't know how TikTok works. If I give a username, yeah. is that enough? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, find Rusty Garbage One on word. TikTok. One word, Rusty Garbage. <laughs> And if you scroll to the TikTok to January 20th, wait, no, that's not what that is. The 120. R- listeners, I don't know TikTok, but just find Rusty Garbage and scroll. Are you sh- and oh, then, yeah, no, it's not the 20th. Yeah, because it would have had to have been posted when the episode aired on the 25th. But anyway, just go on his or her TikTok and scroll. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. I um, can't, I can't. Have a- <laughs> but also you can see, you can get a reference for what we're saying about how she talks. Because she really talks like... Like, she's wearing crest white strips. Like, she has stuff on her teeth. Or, like, she's trying to not get her lipstick on her teeth. Like, all my ladies out there who wear lipstick, or men, you know what it's like to try to talk and not get lipstick on your teeth. 
That's like how she's talking. And it, it, it's very funny. It's like how a dummy would actually talk because like dummies don't have lips. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Pinocchio before he's a boy, if you yeah. know you can have I want to tell you a real noise. <laughs> okay. Um so that was just something we noticed. Yo, Anna sucks. Yeah. I'll say it. I'm just gonna so throw like, it out there. She sucks. She's She's going down the same path that MJ's going down, where it's like, you're being a villain and you're being mean, and, like, you're not... It's not, like, villain mean the way Victoria is, where, like, you're portraying good television. It's like, you're just mean because you're you're upset about what's happening, so you're lashing out. So, okay, so... Oh, that's the next group date. This group date, what happens? It ends with Matt James doing the thing that Tasha did that I absolutely hate for The Bachelor or Bachelorette to do. He was like... Brittany, you were so great because XYZ. Anna, you were so great because XYZ. I'm going to give the group day rose to Brie. And it's like, why did you even call up Brittany and Anna? I... Like, just give the rose to the person you want to give it to. I will harp out on this every time it happens because it bothers me. Again, it feels too much of a coincidence for both Tasha and Matt to have this weird idiosyncrasy. With the giving the rose, eh. it feels like a note. I if it was eh. just, I know you don't want to blame people's actions on production. I totally got that. When it's two people, I'm like, this just can't be coincidence. I mean, okay, wait. Out of the whole sample size of The Bachelor or Bachelorette, it's just two people. Okay, if the next Bachelorette does yeah. it, I'm okay. going to go sure. all in. Sure. Okay. I'll Sure, I'll take that. All if right. the next lead does this, then yes, I will agree that it is a note from the the producers but right now it's just two people out of so many people okay next date solo date michelle got it the rest of the girls in the house were pissed off because they didn't get it like some of them haven't even gotten a lot of time with matt and now this new person is getting a whole date with him that can't be matt's decision Mm, maybe not uh... it might not it might be a producer's decision either way it's not up to the girls who gets a the solo dates and they can be pissed off as much as they want. But like this, this is part of the territory of being on the bachelor bachelorette. Sometimes things aren't fair. Sometimes that's just how it happens. Like you gotta just like play along. You know, it's weird. And I, I I watched it as like, yeah, that's not fair, but I totally agree with your Mm -hmm. point. But for some reason as a viewer, like I was reading like, Oh, that's not fair. But I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Right. Well, they, the producers definitely want you to feel that way. Like, how? Yeah. why does she get to yeah. blah, 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 blah? It's like cutting the line, right? It, it, yeah. It's almost how that reads. But right. no, totally on board with what you're saying. Right. Um. So Michelle got this date, and I honestly really, as much as I might have thought, oh, well, maybe the some of the other girls might have deserved it more, the, the solo date, I liked that she got it because we learned about her really quickly, and she seems... I get a really good impression from her, which is why I said earlier in this episode, I think she could be final four. Yeah, it's tough because she also has a really good story to tell. Yeah. And like, it's, you know, she gets this one-on-one and, you know, you always get to, if you have a story, you're able to tell it during the Mm -hmm. one-on-one. You know, I know it was a bummer at the time, but like, like with Easy, right? It didn't seem like he had a story to tell. Unfortunately, meh. Um, But like, it it is nice that we got to see someone who did have a good story. And like, they instantly like vibes together and we've always said that the people get who get the one-on-ones like have a better connection with him than like the group dates because he can devote all of his attention to the person that he's on the one-on-one with but like she's so seamlessly slipped into this it's like she's been here for weeks like the way that she interacts with him she's so comfortable 
so confident. They were, remember they did the thing where they're like, how many kids do you want? We'll say it on the count of three. And then they went, one, two, three, three. And they both said three at the same time. And she was like, that's it. We're done. We can all go home. I was like, I, I kind of like you. And not just because she has a great name, but because like, she's just very, she seems very relaxed, fun. She seems like the kind of person that he's looking for, in yeah, my opinion. It's true. It's true. She's fun, but she's not like over the top, like making a joke of everything. She's like really serious. Seems like she knows what she wants. I have a very good feeling about Michelle. Okay. Cool. cool. Um, and I like Brittany as a person, but I think that I could see Michelle being like final four. Yeah, Brittany seems, and again, we don't know yet, but she seems kind of one dimensional. But yeah, Michelle has way more layers to her. Yeah. So it's good. Um, so their group date was like they they were in a hot air balloon. They did a scavenger the, hunt. The one on one. Yeah. Sorry, Michelle's group. Michelle's one on one date. <laughs> Goodness, Michelle's one on one date. They did the scavenger hunt, hot air balloon. She obviously got the rose. Yeah, the scavenger hunt was put together by Chris Harrison. Yeah, <laughs> but they like pop balloons and stuff to like get notes in it. It's weird. He's even part of dates that you don't see him because yeah. he wasn't in the date, but. Matt was like, Chris Harrison set up a scavenger hunt. And he says, with Chris Harrison, you never know what'll happen. I mean, he's not wrong. I feel like Chris Harrison has surprised Matt James like every freaking episode. That's true. Um, So that was, it was nice to watch because I felt like I could see their connection. And that was like really nice to feel. Well, they had a good conversation too during the dinner. Right. 